You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about Batman, Han Solo, the Death Note trailer, Power Rangers, a whole bunch of good stuff. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, Simon. Hey, Jeff. How are you? I am good. How are you guys? Good. You're very quiet. I, can't I, am, you I am well. Can you hear me now? Your microphone's it's very a, quiet. It's a little bit echoey. H- how yeah. do I sound in the booth? Okay. Okay. Well, let's roll with Just it. Just my stupid old ears. I, I am Jeff okay. Snyder, host of Meet the Movie Press, editor-in-chief of the tracking board, tracking-board.com. With me as always... Simon Thompson, hello. Uh, I'm your co-pilot. You're, I'm the Chewbacca to your Han Solo. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at ShowbizSimon, uh, Instagram at ShowbizSimon, and Facebook. There's a Facebook page. This is Simon Thompson. And with us today, we have the return, uh, that sounds a lot better, uh, of Neil Turrets. <laughs> hello, Neil. Hello, everyone. I'm the C-3PO to this whole uh, enterprise. (laughs) Slightly effeminate robot. And where can the good folks find you? Also tracking-board.com. I'm the columnist there, and I appear, my column appears three times a week, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Which you know. Yeah. Because you're my editor. Something like that. Yeah. Not really, though. Well. (laughs) (laughs) A good leader delegates. He delegates. Um, Write what you want, Neil. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Where do we start, Simon? I'm going to let you pick this Okay, let's start with Star Wars. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. uh, First of all, I just looked up... I just went on Twitter just Mm. now to tweet the show out. Yeah. And uh, I had... A 99 plus notification sign. So I was like, oh God, what did I say? <laughs> and it was just my Star Wars tweet, which was literally just cover, like recalling all the new stuff that was announced yesterday mm. that I saw in Variety. It got picked up and went viral or whatever. 700 retweets and likes and all this bullshit. Um, so it always surprises me what actually catches on what is considered news because I almost didn't even tweet this. I love yesterday. the way you talk about your social media influence right as bat. all this bullshit. <laughs> Because, because I honestly I love humble, humble brag. I, I know. Is yeah. that what it is? Is I that what you call humble brag? I didn't tweet it out yesterday because I'm like, it, is, it, is this news? Is this new? I don't know. So Here's why the don't key. You tell us but what, don't retweet. Don't retweet on every single tweet now, and it'll go huge. Why don't, you, why don't you recap what was announced yesterday? Okay, so Bob Iger's been uh, been talking a lot this week. Uh, two of the major things that came out. Uh, Han Solo, obviously the upcoming Han Solo movie, which we don't know the title of. It's still referred to as Red Cup. Um, Han Solo is apparently, we're going to find out in the movie, how he got his name. Which means that Han Solo isn't Han Solo's name. Right. Normally, you get your name from your parents when yeah. you're born. Yeah. But obviously this is... I assume it'll is... be more interesting than that. I actually assume that his last, his real last name is Ren, and Kylo Ren just went to the pa- to the Ooh. original name well, this of is... the family and took that as an F.U. to his dad. Well, this is why hates. initially I thought it was strange. Um, and I was like, well, why would you do that? But at the same time, and this ties in with what you were just saying, um, another decade of Star Wars, a decade and a half of Star Wars movies has been announced. Now, obviously, at the moment with the Star Wars timeline, unless you go in for some super minor minutia detail that needs to become canon, it is easier as a path to suddenly do something like that where you do go into a character we already know's backstory, origins, and spin something off from that, which creates a whole new strand, which means that it's easier to create new characters, new stories, etc., because you don't have to directly tie into the minutiae of the plot that are there in other movies and mess around with timelines and blah, blah, blah. Right, but this so is doing that. This is tying into all that stuff. It's it is, canon. but by creating a new arm, 
on the Star Wars family tree, isn't potentially. That what, isn't that what they did with Rogue One, though? I mean, yeah. they basically re, they, they exactly. reverse-engineered the plot so and that they it would line right it, up right, with the beginning yeah. of they, episode and they four. they found out that it works and that people will watch it and engage with that, and you can introduce <laughs> characters that, that didn't previously exist to the hardcore audience, to the mainstream audience, um, and so it, sure, it, it but, gives you a bit more freedom. But how important can those characters be, you know, if we don't see them down the line either? Like... Or, you know, like Rogue One introduced a whole bunch of new characters, but mm. then they killed. Them they off. killed all of them. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what? It's still it, it. It's people don't seem to mind as an audience. You can do that. Okay. Well, um, not, the audiences we found out now, especially with Star Wars, we don't. You don't always have to carry those characters through. You can have them for standalone sort of episodes in this galaxy, and you can kill them off because it won't have any consequence on any of the timelines or anything else. But you can still create a completely independent, fun story with that heritage, which is going to bring the money in. Oh, God, this is already way too fucking nerdy for me on Friday morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so Han Solo, it's going to cover him from 18 to 24. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Learn how he gets his name, how he met Chewbacca, how he acquired the Millennium Falcon. And, and don't don't forget. And, and, and tell and about Lynn, the Carrie Fisher film. And okay. Lindo Calrissian as well. Yeah. Yeah. His his buddy. That's true. Became buddies with and him. What, and uh, Simon and Neil, what do you guys think about uh, the Carrie Fisher thing? Well, this uh, just to give this some prefix, the, the story is the fact that the Last Jedi won't be altered because of Carrie Fisher's death. But how could it have been altered anyway? Exactly. I mean, they weren't going to cut anything that she did. They weren't going to add anything that was on the cutting room floor yep. that they shot. I mean, the only thing they had to do extra was uh, looping, was ADR, mm. and they'll probably bring in someone to cover her voice. But I mean, uh, you know, it's not like they were going to kill her off and to make the yeah. No, uh, she she completed work on eight. Um, yeah. You know, the question is what's going to happen with, off, with obviously. nine. God killed her off, but in the, yeah. anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. that, one, that one weird. Sorry, yeah. it was funnier in my head before I said uh, it. I apologize. I, I don't think that Disney particularly enjoyed the uh, the reaction to the CGI characters in Star no. Wars. So uh, I think they're going to be a little bit more careful about that kind of stuff going if, forward. Well, anything, actually, I disagree. I think that the, the Grim Moff Tarkin one actually came off. Are you talking about Rogue One? Yeah, I mean, I think it was fucking creepy. It, really? doesn't, it doesn't matter how, how good it looked. I, I think that mm. the reaction, the only thing people... People weren't writing about how cool it is. They were writing how creepy it is. No, really? I actually saw some stuff that the Grandma so, Tarkin thing was actually not so bad. The, the, what did you think? I didn't like it. No. I wasn't... I didn't find it creepy, but I, I didn't like it. But I think now... I, I think hopefully the, the series would have learned the lessons. And I think the only cha- the only change would have needed to do was not with The Last Jedi and Carrie Fisher in that. Would have been changing anything after that. So I'm not suggesting that they kill her character off, but it's just a case of you have to slightly alter the story and take it out and put someone else in and find her. You write her out rather than killing her off. Right, well... That would have been... I mean, I wouldn't have expected them to go, okay, we're going to cut her out when she's already done the movie. I mean, we have had movies previously where a really good example... is the posthumous performances. Yeah, yeah. Or you change change the movie to a bit like what they did with um, um, Dr. Panassas where, you know, obviously Heath Ledger died right. and then they changed it and they did something different. But when Carrie's completed the movie, I don't think you have to do... I mean, we're in an 
age now where Fast and Furious, obviously, where when Paul Walker died, they managed to end his storyline in a really nice and effective way. Mm. I think they can do a very similar thing with Carrie Fisher without having to show layer on screen anymore. Right. Um, and it would just feel very naturalistic because, you know, even in, 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 you know, in TV shows and in movies, you know, when you do change major casts, sometimes you write them out or you find a way of doing it. You don't have to have them killed on screen or you kill the characters off off screen. There are ways of just changing that, that thing. So I think it will affect it here on. I would have been very surprised if it would have changed what they were doing with The Last Jedi, which is, you know most of the way to being finished anyway. It's quite late in the day to do that. Mm. Um, all right, let's move it on from Star Wars. Okay. Please, for Please. the love of God. I know Absolutely. you're not a big Star Wars fan, but it's... Absolutely. You know, it's this is big, big news, news, Jeff. This, the world, this is what the world's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> not the world's, just a very large ticket-buying <laughs> part of the cinema going I know. audience. I'm, I'm looking Here at it on Twitter, serve. I'm telling you. Yeah. Every, nobody cares about my 80,000 other tweets. It, it just appears to be this Han Solo thing. Yeah. Uh... All right, let's move it on to Spider-Man universe. Okay. Because Star Wars isn't geeky enough. Right. Let's go over. Jesus Christ. Let's so, go over to the superhero so world. They, uh, Sony has hired Christopher Yost, the writer mm-hmm. of the two Thor sequels, to pen a team-up movie, I guess, between Silver Sable and Black Cat. Yeah. It's not a Spider-Man spinoff because I don't think Silver Sable or Black Cat are in Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. You know, so they're not being spun off. It's just an, another corner of this, of Sony's Marvel Universe. Post-credit sequence. Right. Post-credit yeah, sequence. Maybe. maybe. Uh, you know, they have a lot of stuff to teach. We should have a klaxon for that. <laughs> <laughs> Post-credit sequence. <laughs> <laughs> Sony does control uh, about 900 Marvel characters. Are mm. you looking forward to this movie? Are you shocked and surprised? What, give me the thoughts. Nothing all shocks thoughts. or surprises me at all about any of this, ever. Because if they have the characters, they're going to try to exploit them and make as much money as they can. Am I excited about it? Not even remotely. Yeah. <laughs> Am I excited about it? No, I'm not. I mean, I don't know these characters. And I don't think what I refer to as normal people, the guy on the street, you know, the cinema going public who aren't into this as much as us, I don't think they really care or anything. But having said that, that's not to say that if they do do this, it wouldn't be a success. I mean, look at Ant-Man. Look at Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, I disagree completely about that because... People know who Ant Man had was Paul Rudd. There was it's part of the Marvel Universe. Doctor mm. Strange has been around for fifty years and had hundreds of stories written about him. And Benedict Cumberbatch was on board, and it's the Marvel machine. I'm a big comic book guy, mm. and even I will say, Black Cat and Silver Sable are my, really right. minor players. But they would not be in the MCU. Spider Man is technically in the MCU. Yeah, but, but these they characters would not be. Yeah, and Black Cat is you know, I, I just I, I heard that and I said. Ugh. <laughs> and I don't even know, could you even have Spider-Man in that movie? Why not? Why or, not? Or is it because they made this deal with Disney and so, you know, does Disney have any influence over where Spider-Man pops up and how? My understanding is no. Because because if Spider-Man was in this movie, mm. then it, it kind of links it. Like, how do you have, is Spider-Man in the MCU or is he not? No, I think that, that Marvel has access to Spider-Man, but that Sony controls Spider-Man. And Sony basically made the deal with Marvel that Feige and his team will produce the movies to make it all cohesive. And because of how well Marvel has produced oh, their movies. Sure, but now we're saying that this Silver Sable Black Cat thing is outside of Marvel's purview, right? So it's just right. Sony making this movie. So when Spider-Man pops up, like, you know, they have to stick to the Spider-Man that is in the MCU universe, no? 
Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but that doesn't mean that he can't show up and make some kind of cameo to legitimize this thing and make it a, mm. a more organic spinoff. And you were saying that the Star Wars chat was too nerdy. I know. Jesus I know. Christ. We're spinning out of control but here. Going back to what Neil was saying, I mean, no, I, I, I get your point about the fact that the you know Ant Man you know was a smaller character and you know the number of stories that Doctor Strange. But what my point is is the fact that if you went to the the average guy on the street and you ask them to list fifty before Ant Man came out. 50 Marvel heroes, they could probably name 10, and I very much doubt that Doctor Strange or Ant-Man would have been on there. So they're, they're yeah, but, in but, a similar but, vein to this. They're not, like, they're not canon I understand characters. that. I understand. Well, they are canon characters, but I think that... You're, wait a second, you're talking about Black Cat? And no, Silver I'm talking about, about Ant-Man Ant- 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 and, Ant- and Doctor Strange, Strange okay. to give in a but, comparison. But the thing is, though, is that I don't know that they necessarily would have said Iron Man 10 years ago either. No, I agree. So Certainly I think not it's in the UK. About, right. Thor was another one. I'm saying it's it's inevitable that yeah. some of these movies are going to flop. You're not not every movie yeah. is going to be Iron yeah. Man. You're going to have some Fantastic Fours in yeah. there. This feels like it will be a Fantastic Four. This feels four like a Fantastic if it, Four if it ever gets made. But, um, the other uh, thing, but one, it all depends one, on cast. I mean, shit. If you get Jennifer Lawrence to be Silver Sable or something, who knows? Right. I only have one request. If they are doing a Black Cat movie, then the Janet Jackson track Black Cat has to be in there somewhere. Would you want Felicity Jones to come back? Yeah, uh, I love Felicity Jones. I would have Felicity Jones. Do I wonder if she's still under contract over there. One, one last thing. I think that the other thing you're forgetting too uh, is Ant Man and Doctor Strange had as an advantage the infrastructure of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, they did. So it's not like these movies were standalones and they came out of nowhere. Mm. They were brought. For Forward and everybody knew what it was, and this is phase three, and blah blah blah. So there was a lot of so it, it's not yeah, like they that, just that, came that, out of that nowhere. Is, that is a fair point. That is a fair point. But I mean, I, I had a conversation with somebody that I was talking about the fact that um, uh, Jake, Jake, um, Hall and uh, Ryan Reynolds were working on a new movie that's set in space, and I'm like, that movie comes out on Friday. So a lot of what I was again, I refer to them as normal people. Um, they aren't connected in the same way with with advertising, with stories, with characters, with film releases, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, as perhaps we are. So. I'm just taking a. Oh no! Yeah, we, we live a, in we live in a bubble. Believe me, my high school friends, my brothers, they don't care about any of this shit. Yeah, yeah. None uh, of my friends care about this stuff. Um, let's let's, let's talk I'm, about. Wow, that's, just, that's why we're so popular. <laughs> let's talk those, about fucking Deadpool two. They didn't forget us to invite us to the party. They let's just, continue the nerd fest and yeah. go right to Deadpool two. Yeah. This whole show Woo! is a nerd fest. What do you mean? <laughs> um, this week, Hollywood Reporter came yeah. out, dropped the story mm-hmm. that Michael Shannon. Yeah. Is the front runner to play Cable? I actually, I'm. I think it's great casting if it's him, but I'm disappointed because I love David Harbor, and they were originally were talking about him being Cable. Yeah, and and then Collider the following day did a, ran a scoop about Brad Pitt being eyed for Cable. What? Mm. Which I had already tweeted earlier. That's not going to happen. Um, listen, had you? I didn't see that. Uh, who who knows if any of this stuff is going to happen? Like if Michael Shannon really has been the front runner for as long as. You know, the trades say he has. Why hasn't he signed a deal yet? You know, like, I think that people are, uh, actors are scared off by the options required for this mm-hmm. role. Um, I think this is all a distraction technique. I think, in fact, what they're going to they, do they is that. Their guy. No, well, I, no, I think they're going to bring in the cable guy. I think Jim Carrey's character is going to make a crossover. Plot twist. Boo. Hey, I love that movie. So, you know what? So do I. Uh, and I would actually. And anybody who doesn't see is an asshole. I would too. But, uh, <laughs> actually, but yeah, now I, you mentioned it. My, so, so, here's the thing about yeah. cable. I, the, the way I had sort of heard about the character, I thought they were going to go in a sort of less known direction. Mm. I mean, you know, 
Deadpool did so well. It's yeah. not like they need a name to, to give the, the sequel added punch. No. Um, Michael Shannon, as much as I love him, and mm. I do, he's a fucking fantastic actor. Yeah. We see him like five or six movies a year. You know, mm-hmm. we, we get a pretty heavy, steady dose of this guy, and I guess I wanted someone else to take a shot. Like, I wanted someone to get an opportunity, someone outside the box. What did you guys think? I mean, I, I like the idea of him being Cable, but I don't I don't love the idea of him being Cable. I'm much more excited by several of the other names right. that have been mentioned. Me too. You know, I mean, Arbor, Brosnan. I You know, I just... Uh, even God, ages ago, um, Henry Rollins and, and people like that. I would rather Henry see Rollins. Henry Rollins. But I, like you, I don't. He's that'd be great. He, that, that is one of those your, out, your ridiculous suggestions that no. I would actually <laughs> go along. Do you know what? It's, it's not actually ridiculous because I did a piece with him about a year ago I know, for Forbes. You told me. Yeah, and you know he's certainly that. That was at one point a discussion. The same, you know, for him being Negan. Um, I, I I would like to see someone like that. I don't want to see someone as big as a star name as Ryan Reynolds opposite because then it kind of changes. The whole dynamic it's, of it's Deadpool. Not, it doesn't just change the whole dynamic of Deadpool or whatever. It changes the whole dynamic of Hollywood for the yeah. next few years. Yeah. Because that's six movies or five movies that Michael Shannon is not in. Well, one of the strong points of like John indie, Wick... Indie movies, one of the strong know? One of the strong points of John Wick 2 was the, the villain in that. Nobody really knew as a talent. He was fucking badass. The Italian and, guy. Yeah, yeah. And he was absolutely superb. And mm. seriously, he was one of the high points of the movie. I find it sometimes a little bit distracting when there are... It sounds like a stupid thing to say, perhaps, but too many big names in a movie because you're kind of distracted by the the, the talent as a that. name rather than people just being really badass in their roles. I actually I actually agree with that. Okay. There is there is something to that, the idea you know, that... Stuff you stuff a film. You could, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like... It's like with the superhero movies that have too many villains. Yeah. You can have a movie with too many... Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Any of the Schumacher Batman movies. Spider-Man 3. You know, the the amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. Yeah. I mean, the the Garfield movies. I think that you can do the same... Suicide Squad. Okay, let me finish my fucking point, will you, for Christ's sakes? Um, the, you, you, you can overstuff a movie with stars, and all of a sudden people are distracted. They're not watching the movie. They're watching the stars play these parts. Mm. Okay, but this is definitely not a franchise that is like that. There's uh, numerous movies we could talk about, but Deadpool is actually not one of them. No, and I actually wouldn't. I have no problem with Michael Shannon playing that part. I know I understand your, redis- your, your issue with it, but I think he's, I think he's great casting. Yeah, he, he, he'd be good. I'd, yeah. I'm, I'd still be surprised if he did it. Uh, you know that that trade report. I don't know. Um, we will see what what comes of it. Uh, what else? All right. With the Brad Pitt stuff, I mean, I think that's just like there. If we can get him, you take him. I don't think Brad Pitt. Why would, would Brad sign Pitt? on to all those sequels? Well, I don't know why Brad Pitt does. World it. War Z has stalled. Mm. Um, you know, James Gray's Ad Astra is not ready to you know get off the ground. So well, here's here's a he thought. Has a slot. And I, I signed. A, I kind of club, you know, Matt Damon in with this as well. Matt Damon and Brad Pitt and many people like him are big stars, okay. But do they? Are they the box office poll to go and see movies because they're in it as much as? Yes, that is the answer. Yes. Yeah, but that's. <laughs> but, well, it doesn't always work that way. Unless like, it's a Chinese American. Yeah, I was going to say but, but it doesn't always Born, work that way. But Great Wall, if we're looking at I Born, you did know, fine. Bra- it did fine, but it didn't do amazing. Great Wall didn't well, I, do well. I actually blame that for being yeah, ten it, years after the last movie than it was about. And the movie also mm. was terrible. But if, yeah. you, if you put Michael Shannon in The Martian, it doesn't gross that much money. No, it doesn't gross anything. Nobody, I, I mean, Matt, Matt, Matt Damon is a legit movie star. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. 
Um, and I think Brad Pitt is a legit movie star, too. There was another thing that I sort of tweeted about ahead of time or wrote about. Uh, this The news that Dylan Clark may produce the Batman. Did you guys see that story this week? Yeah, because he works with Reeves. Exactly. So. He did the ape stories. I, I included this, uh, you know, last week there was a story about um, Dan Trachtenberg doing Space Race for Universal uh, with, with Dylan Clark. So Dylan sort of inherited the Bluegrass production company over at Universal with, yeah. with Stuber going off to Netflix. Um, but here's my question. What's the big deal if Clark is producing it? If he works with Reeves, what's the It's di- a big deal because it's a new name taking a hold of, of the crown jewel of the DCEU. It's not Chuck Robin. It's not the Snyders. It's, it's Good. a fresh set of eyes, which I think the DCU that was the whole, but that's sorely the whole point, needs. Yes. That, that's why they brought in Reeves. They needed I think a that's why guy. it's exciting. It's not confirmed that he is doing it yet. I'm sure Universal wants him focused on their projects since he's still based on the lot. I'm sure there's a lot of discussions right now. But Dylan Clark, one of the hottest producers in town, uh, great buzz on, on apes. I think it would be cool if he came in and did Batman. I agree. Simon, what's next on your list? Um, let's talk about the $30 home movie rentals for big theatrical releases. This is something that um, that came up about a year ago. There was a lot of chatter of this, you know, making these you know, major cinema releases available at home and how much were people paying, would people go for it. I honestly think that, I mean, I it's great if you're paying $30 to watch a movie and you have your friends around or, you, you know, it's, it's two of you or three of you. Otherwise, it gets very, very expensive. And unless you've got a really kick-ass TV or a kick-ass setup, you are going to lose a lot of what these major releases bring to the table, which is great sound, great projection, great imagery, you know, on a big screen, the environment of watching them in a theatre with everybody else. You know, I I would not do that. You I, w- you I w- would not invest in that whole watching a movie at home, $30. I would rather go to a theatre, make the... Because if it's a big enough movie for me to watch it and pay $15 to go and see it at the theatre. I'm going to go to the theatre, and I'm going to buy some popcorn, I'm going to buy some stuff like that, and I'm going to get the experience. I wouldn't want to watch Batman versus Superman, as an example, at home, on my own. Okay. I would, it wouldn't be the same. That's you. There are a lot of people with 60, 72 inches and inch TVs and home surround systems and and all that stuff, stereo yep. systems, and they are married and have kids, and for $30, they can stay in at night and watch the movie fresh and not have to spend the movie, the money to go out, and with mm-hmm. babysitting and with dinner and everything else, it yep. becomes a $200 evening as opposed to $30 to watch the thing in their home theater, and they don't have to deal with people talking behind them. They don't have to deal with all of the nonsense that goes along with often seeing a movie in the theater. Mm. So to me, it's a no-brainer. It's one of those things where you might not do it and I might not do it because I love going to the movies. Yep. I love the experience of sitting in the theater. Yeah. As I know you do. But it's the idea of actually giving people options, and it's another revenue stream. I absolutely get that. Here's two counterpoints. The thing is that if you're a family of five or whatever, or you're having a kid's party, and you want to watch Finding Dory, and you pay $30 and 18 people see it, and it's a lot cheaper for you, and that's fantastic, but that means there's 17 tickets that haven't been sold for that movie, which affects the box office revenue. But would those if but, tickets have been sold anyway? Potentially. Maybe I, not. I also, okay, I also know people, and I do not condone this because it is illegal. In. I think there are a lot of people who, when they want to watch movies, I have friends that do this in the UK, if there's a new release and they can find it illegally on, on download, they will do. So they won't pay the $30, they'll try and find it illegally. And so they'll watch it with their kids on their big TV at home with yeah, their sound system. Pop, but that's piracy not going to is, is obviously the biggest yeah, yeah, issue surrounding change. that stuff. I think $30 is a fantastic price point. And to be honest, I wouldn't even need a friend. 
I wouldn't need a date. I wouldn't need a roommate. I would spend $30 to watch it by myself in the dark in my living room. See, there you go. Um, so you're wrong. We're right and you're wrong. Evidently. <laughs> That's all there is to it. I, I just think, Next topic. Uh, Next topic. <laughs> again, and but but Simon, you're saying you know the studios would lose ticket sales or whatever, but they're they're the ones making the movies available. They're deciding that you know like that's the choice that they're making. Mm. Um, I so, think that I think that, that that they're seeing ticket sales plateauing and falling off. Plus, I'm sorry, the, the difference though too. Like so, everyone who does buy it at thirty dollars, that yeah. is normally a fifteen dollar ticket. So maybe like you know the the, the money. That they're gaining because you know it's a higher price point, thirty dollars than fifteen dollar, ten dollar ticket. I don't know. They're, it's so, fifteen dollar ticket in New York and L.A. It's a cheaper ticket elsewhere. But the point is, is that you know I think that if if you have this situation with the, look, the, 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 the ticket sales are plateauing and falling off. Yeah. And the studios are looking for any way they can to get people to see their movies and yeah. see them fresh and not after they go to HBO. Yeah. So this is as good a way as any, I think. And in, in, and I don't know. I think that, that that's the way it that's the way it works. And piracy is never going away. Piracy is yeah, just a no, reality. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. I also think. I mean, you know, as you're talking about, you know, going to the theater and, and the prices and stuff like that. Um, but if you if the, if the theater tickets are cheaper in different places, then the differential between buying a ticket to go and see your, your in your local theater in Alabama where it might be nine dollars or ten dollars, right. and then it's suddenly thirty dollars, and especially if you're you know, and that there are unfortunately big big movies that are not good, the value that you're going to feel you get for seeing a, a, a you know a movie that you don't really like for nine dollars over a movie that you're going to watch for thirty dollars. You're taking choice out of the equation. They don't have to pay thirty dollars to see the movie in Alabama. They can still go pay nine dollars for the theater. It's just choice. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, th- there is that choice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about Doctor Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Does this guy even have a fucking diploma? <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Is going to play Doctor Doolittle, uh, sparing us all Johnny Depp, who you know was just itching was for just a shot. Of was this just, thing. He was he was gnawing at the bit for that. Uh, I you know I was actually just thinking literally the, the day before this was announced about Doctor Doolittle and how I'd love to see Melissa McCarthy uh, do a take on that. I think she would she would have crushed it. Downey Jr. a little bit more of a conventional choice, but uh, I mean he's one of our true charming movie stars. It, it sounds like it'll work. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I we talked about this before. I I uh, I have a general one of my one of my operating theses in my column is that no true movie star takes a part that's larger than he or she is. So Robert Downey Jr., while a star, is identified very closely with Tony Stark and Sherlock Holmes, and now Doctor Doolittle. Doolittle has been around for a hundred years, and we've seen it p- p- before uh, the character before. Tom Cruise, for instance, is not is a real movie star, is a true movie star because you don't identify him with any one role. Oh, I see. Right. Well, I mean, but Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes too. Yeah, but they're both 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 those parts are bigger than he is. I see what you mean. They both. I see what you mean. You know, I mean, Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt is Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is not Ethan Hunt. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark, or to a lesser extent, Sherlock Holmes. But this is just yet another one of these big things. And look. God bless him. Let him take the you know to do another one of these big movies. But to me, it's boring. Simon, how do you feel about RDJ talking to animals? I think probably Johnny Depp wasn't available. <laughs> so I'm they pretty sure to, he was. Robert, uh, yeah, <laughs> true. Robert Downey Jr. Um, I mean, it doesn't it, it it doesn't excite me. I think you know uh, Robert Downey Jr. I think has a lot of 
um, franchises going on. I, I don't. Re- I'm assuming they would look at this as potentially a franchise. I think he's better than that. I think he doesn't. Uh, and I discussed this b- before the show, um, and I know not everybody agrees with me, but I think Robert Downey Jr. is better when Robert Downey Jr. really needs the work. I mean, if you look at movies like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and stuff like that. Yeah, great movies. He turns in some of his best work and he's more, I think, focused on projects rather than potential revenue and franchises, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, career things and makes better movies when he, he, you know, he does these slightly more involved things. These, I mean, he can, he can, he'll be great at it. He can do this in his sleep, which is is the worry. Yeah, that's why, that's why I think it's boring. So I think what, what he needs to do is, is take a few more risks. I want to see him do something gritty. Yeah, I want to see him doing you know more stuff that's that's like bit, Zodiac. bit more adult. Zodiac yeah, was great. Yeah, bit oh, more adult, Zodiac. bit more gritty. Perhaps right. not as far as you know box office. Uh, 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 you know, as, as I a really big, like the Soloist. You ever seen yeah, that? Yeah, great movie. It's when actually some of his his you know his best movies are when he's taking these risks and doing something a little bit different. He's got too many of these things on the go. Like you know Johnny Depp for me, he's got so many of these things on the line. Look, I like, didn't think the Judge was a great movie, but I appreciated the fact that he actually made an effort to do something. Different. Yeah, and I, I wanted to see more from from that character, That's, that the, story. That could have been something quite interesting he but could I, have done. I like him. I like the fact that he did something that wasn't... It's the only time in the last 10 years he hasn't played either Tony Stark or Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. and it was terrible. No, I said it's not. the movie doesn't work, yeah. but I like the fact that he took that chance. Look at what he does in Tropic Thunder, for crying out loud. Mm. Um, do you think this will be like a big broad comedy like Eddie Murphy movies? or Because I'm getting the vibe that it'll be more like uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, I'm thinking it'll, be, it'll have quirk and humor, but it won't be a comedy. Okay. And I think that's the right decision to make, because I think you don't want to effectively reboot a comedy as another comedy if you're going to do something like Doolittle. I think taken in a slight... You can do it with that, taken in a slightly different... Because Doctor Doolittle was never originally a comedy. Take it back more towards, you know, the origins and um, and do taking that. it to the streets. Well, the Rick's, the Rick's Harrison version street. was pretty straightforward, just a straightforward yeah. musical. Uh, yeah, musical. Yeah. Kids, so do that. Kids love that. Uh, Rick's really Harrison interesting version. question. Just backtracking ever so slightly, talking about the um, backtrack for thirty dollars. Uh, the home movie rentals for thirty dollars. Um, somebody in the in the chat is actually um, uh, Dylan Flickinger made um, a really good point. Why not do a movie subscription service to rent out only theatrical releases? So you pay a chunk each month, and then you can watch as many as you like. So if you paid, say, that sounds dangerous, sound eighty dollars, and then you could watch. A lot of cinemas in the UK do this. They, you basically you pay like a monthly thing, like thirty pounds or forty pounds a month, and then you can go and see as many new releases as you want, or as, or as many movies as you want within that month. Hmm. Well, I mean, there, there's the 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 uh, the service that uh, Sean Parker has been trying to get off the ground with, like the $150 box, and then it's a certain amount of money per release that you can watch at home. I think that's different from the $30 thing they're talking about. Yeah. But there is, well, I mean, it's one how, of the things. How much would you pay for a limited movies? That's the question. I'd pay $75 a month. 75 a month. I would get okay. rid of my cable and I would do that. I'd go basic cable and pay $75. I would probably watch three movies. Realistically, three movies a month. Way, three movies a month. Personally, so you're paying twenty five dollars per movie. I would. Well, I'd say on average three. Is sometimes I'd watch more. Sometimes I'd watch less. Hmm. Um, let's talk about Shoom's. Yes, Amy Shoom's. Yeah. <laughs> I literally had no idea who you were talking about. Shoom's? Shoom's. Mushrooms. Shoom's. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Magic Mushrooms. So I'm a big Amy Schumer fan. Me too. I'm not. I think she's hilarious. Yeah. And I watched the show and I dug Trainwreck. 
So her new special was not good, and it got killed. The reviews were really bad. Mm. I thought it, she was just kind of it was lazy. It was she was just kind of coasting. Uh, the first half an hour it was all dicks, pussies, and assholes. Literally, there, I don't think there was a joke that wasn't about oral sex or something to that effect. Where can I watch um, this? So I would like to see her sort of expand her horizons and challenge herself as a comedian. Mm. But uh, she, she is doing that as an actress. She decided to drop out of Barbie yesterday. Yeah. Her uh, war movie, her PTSD drama, Thank You for Your Service, got a release date in October, right in the heart of award season. And then she signed on to a movie with Steve Carell and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Um, so it seems like like those are – it was a good day for Amy Schumer yesterday, and I feel like she needed it. Mm. Where did you fall on the Barbie thing? I think it's a. I think it's a shame that she's dropped out because I would have liked to have seen her do that. But there was someone that instantly sprung to mind to me who I would like to see – in that role. It's not Kevin Hart. Um, even in a dress. Uh, it's Gillian Bell. Sony loves her. Sony loves her. Yeah, she's a And she's and kind of, she's that street. level B, if you need a strong female who can do a bit of comedy, but also do something, you know, a bit more. When she does straight-faced gravitas type stuff, even in a comedic way, she, she's she's killer. I love her. So I would see really... I'd be, I'd be really, down with that. Yeah, I think Gillian Bell, I think she's about to be massive, Gillian Bell. I mean, she, I think she's popular now. People know her as oh, she's that one from that thing. But I think she's about to go where everybody knows. We'll see if she Gillian if she Bell gets is. a bounce off that uh, Scarlett Johansson movie, Rough Night. Yeah, she, she I does actually like Jill- steal this uh, steal a trailer. Yeah, what? I like Jillian Bell a lot. I think she's very talented. I'm not an Amy Schumer fan. So, so what don't you know? What don't you like about her? Obviously, she's controversial, a little bit mm. polarizing. She can rub some people. The I wrong just way. her humor doesn't speak to me. I just don't think she's funny. I mean, I get that she's... you don't you, you don't you don't even think she's funny. Like she's just not a funny person. No, she's amusing, but I mean, her comedy is not doesn't speak to me. I'm not a fan of her work. Oh man, come on, come on, Neil. She's like one of the funniest women on the planet. Like even though I don't think this special was good, uh, like she's a funny. She's woman. fucking funny, dude. Come on. I didn't. I, I'm not saying that she's humorless. I'm saying that her comedy doesn't speak to me. I'm not a fan of her work. I will. I, I didn't watch the special. I've seen her do stand up before. I kind of go, meh. All right. You know, okay. it's just not my it's not my thing. I think I think the, I didn't like Trainwreck either. Expectations. Trainwreck for her, to me was just a standard romantic comedy. I thought oh, yeah. Trainwreck was was good, but I didn't think it was brilliant. I know I mean, I'm people, with you on that. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, but that again, that's that's on Judd. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think no, that's that even was, on her. Like. For me, Trainwreck was was a film that I think would have been could have been 25 minutes shorter. As most of Judd's movies, all yeah. of his movies, but can it was be. it was also it was it was a series of really good ideas strung together to make a movie. And I think you yeah, know, I some of it, it was underwritten, some of it was overwritten. I think when it hit, it really hit really, really hard. Um, did I think it was the, the bridesmaids of that year, where it was a consistently strong female movie? I didn't. Well, look, looking at this news from another point of view, like, like how do you her. feel about toy sales sort of dictating casting? Because the decision that was, that was uh, the reason that was stated in Variety mm. was that Mattel has a toy manufacturing schedule to keep up with. And they had you know, expected a Barbie movie to hit next June. And so that's what they're planning their line for, essentially. Um, so, well, in the nicest possible so way, a scheduling conflict. There's for not, Amy. Well, there's not a huge amount of difference between Amy Schumer and Gillian Bell visually. I mean, there, there are sure, similarities. But, so, if you're worrying about which mold you're going to use, let me, let me ask. You know, they're kind of. Let me ask you, um, which like the aesthetic wouldn't change. Do, do they need a name like an Amy Schumer, or is Barbie the name? Barbie's, Barbie's the, name. the name. It's the con- the concept the is the star. Yeah, that's a movie where the concept is the star. Mm-hmm. And so you think they can get anybody? I think yeah. they can get anybody. And I'll tell you something else: the idea that 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 
is that was that a legitimate question? Are toy sales uh, dictating a release date? Because of course that you have to know that that's yes. No, I I, I am aware, and that's why we don't have a Tron sequel either. Right, because well, the Tron merch didn't sell. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, that's the way of the world. I know that movies are gr- are greenlit around merch. Like we're going to make this movie because we need to sell this product. Mm. And it's fu- I get that that's the case with Barbie too, since she is the world's most popular doll. I just don't like the the timing. Like saying you know if, if like if Amy can't fit into her schedule, fucking delay the movie for six months. If if that's who you want to work with, and that's yeah. who you want to be. Barbie but it's not about. Well, but wait, wait, wait. Brand, but it's not about. But it's not about working with Amy Schumer. It's about selling a billion dollars worth of toys. Yeah, I guess. You know, and if they think they can sell a billion dollars worth of toys with whomever plays that part, but here's the thing: what if it's a bad movie? Then it's, it hurts. Of course, then it's it, going to be a bad movie. Then it hurts. It's the, Barbie. The merch, though. Then it hurts. That's no, why. It doesn't. Not necessarily. No, I disagree. Cars, I disagree. Here's an example: Cars, way, way not the best Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Sells shitloads of merchandise, even more than Toy Story now. But th- okay, think of like all these video games that you have not seen made into a movie yet. Mm. It's because the video game developer. Doesn't can't risk a bad movie that hurts the brand. Well, the other thing too is that these video games are making so much money on their own. Well, that's true. That yeah. you don't need to make them into a movie. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, these movies, these video games, they're making ha- half a billion over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, they're making more than the movies would make. Right, would make. So what's the bucks. point? Um, that was a good discussion here on Meet the Movie. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, here I mean, for another twenty minutes. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, you know, I think. I would, I would go. Let me drop some. Tr- let me drop some. Someone rumors. said Chloe Grace Moretz, and I'm like, I don't think she'd be right. She'd be too. Who said? Clo- oh, uh, one of the guys in the chat said Chloe Grace Moretz, and I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know. As Barbie, yeah, he should be kicked out of the. Well, I don't, I don't know what they're going with. Are they still going to use Amy Schumer's draft, you know, and have for that that tone, or maybe they're going to tailor it to? You know, oh, did she write it too? Uh, yeah, she did. Oh, she yeah. did a pass on it. Um, okay, well, there's a whole bunch of other okay, stuff, but I wanted to drop some rumors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like playing squash. That rumor. <laughs> these are that. these these are new rumors. Uh, let's check in on Gambit. Okay, <laughs> the movie the that movie never was and never really. Should <laughs> I don't know be. what the question is, but I'm going to go either Jason Momoa, Kevin Hart, The Rock. Um, well, it's already Channing Tatum. It's Channing Tatum. Yeah, it's still yeah. it's still him. Damn. They need a director on this movie. That okay. is that is what's going on. Uh, and I heard that a couple wasn't Matt Reeves originally part of that discussion, and no, that was Doug, Doug, Doug Lyman. But there was somebody before Rupert, Doug Lyman. Rupert Ru- Wyatt. Rupert Wyatt. That's who it was. Sorry. Um, so I heard two more Fox directors passed on this movie, mm. uh, but it gives you an idea. Like you know, they, Fox likes to go out with the people that they're already in business with. Okay. So I heard that they went to Gore Verbinski. Mm. Who's coming mm. off Cure for Wellness, which bombed. Like I don't mm. even know. Why but, uh, they would go to him after that movie? But he has the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise under his belt. He can deliver Strike something two. that looks big. <laughs> Anyways, the I first one's good. Gore, the first one is Gore, first one's really good. Gore wasn't interested, and I also heard that they went to Francis Lawrence, um, you know, who did the Hunger Games yeah, yeah. Uh, sequels, and he, he's doing Red Sparrow for mm. Fox with Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer which Lawrence. comes out this fall. Uh, it sounds like he also passed on Gambit. So Gambit still looking for a director. Mm. Um, a couple other director searches going on in town. Okay. Uh, it sounds like Akira starting to meet with some people. <laughs> okay. Uh, one was David Sandberg, but he's doing the, the the Black Adam movie, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's probably already got a Warner Brothers job. But uh, one person to keep an eye on for Akira mm. is actually Daniel Espinosa, the director of Life. I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he, I'm told he, he met on Akira. Uh, and then... 
back at Fox over for uh, Escape from New York. Yeah. Two names. Oh, two names great. I'm hearing. Another remake we don't need. Yeah. I love that. Uh, and, and so it's kind of interesting. So one uh, of the names was David McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Director of Hell or High Water. My favorite movie of 2016. And the other is Robert Rodriguez, who is doing Angel Battle, you know, Alita. Battle Angel. Yeah. Battle, Alita, Battle Alita, Angel. Alita Battle Angel. Alita Battle Angel. Right. Yeah. Uh, for Fox right now. Yeah. So it would make sense that he would meet with them. And, and he actually strikes me as a good fit for Escape from New York as well. Um, the thing about McKenzie meeting on Escape from New York, I wonder if that is a signal about who is getting the Scarface job. Mm. You know, because it was rumored to be between Mackenzie and Peter Berg. And I had a hard, like, given all that Peter Berg has done with Universal, I had a hard time seeing mm. Universal picking Mackenzie over Berg. So, maybe, like, what if, you know, if all the sort of cards were shuffled, like, who would you want to see directing Escape from New York? Who would you want to see directing Scarface between those two guys? You know, Gambit? Is there, like, anybody who comes to mind? Okay, Escape from New York, um, I would like to see. Guy Ritchie after Man from Uncle. Guy Ritchie's Escape from New York. Yeah. Man what? from Uncle was terrible. I love Man from Uncle. I really enjoyed that. You oh, liked I was too, bored to tears. I, oh, I liked Man from Uncle. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I would like to see Daniel. I don't even, I don't even know what to say to that. It's great. I'm shocked. It's great. Yeah. Um, I would like it to didn't see. Do well. I mean, the public is on your side. We're in the minority. I guess I'll take that. I'll but take I, that win because I, I walked out. I was like enough, yawning. I saw. King Arthur doesn't look good. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can see Guy Ritchie's Escape from New York. Maybe if it was like Escape from London. Slanks. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I'd like, like Idris to see Elba it. in Escape from London. That's that a movie I would watch. That's cool. I would watch that Idris movie. Idris Elba, Snake Plissken. Um, I would like <laughs> to see um, Daniel do. I I'd like to see him do Gambit. Actually, Daniel Espinosa for yeah. Gambit. He definitely having fits like life, that Rupert Wyatt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he'd be. And I, re- I will talk about life later, but I, I really enjoyed. Would that Would you rather week. see him do uh, Gambit or Akira? Espinosa. I would rather see him do Gambit. Okay. And here's a, here's a probably a stupid thing. I would like to see Ben Wheatley or Gareth Edwards do Akira. <laughs> I'm waiting for the I Ben would Wheatley love comment. Gareth Edwards or Gareth Evans? Gareth Edwards. Gareth. Okay. Gareth Edwards, who just did Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey. That would, Ga- Gareth Evans would be great would for be Escape cool. from New York as well. Listen, I... Uh, Gareth Evans I'm, is the guy who did the Raid movies? Yeah. I'm, yeah, ju- okay. I'm just mixed on... I'm just mixed on Wheatley. Keeping keep it straight. Gareth. Keeping it straight. Yep. I, yep. I, I, I would want to see him prove himself on a studio level before giving him one of those huge tentpoles. He has a huge movie at Warner Brothers, like Hard Boiled or mm. whatever the hell it is. Uh, I forget what it's called. Who directed there. Dread? I've forgotten. Alex Garland. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. Pete Travis directed Dread. Pete- yeah, Alex Garland directed Ex Machina. Right, Alex Dread, Garland. Dread. He wrote Dread. Okay, he wrote Dread. Alex Garland did. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay, so let's Dread's put let's put the director of Dread on um, Akira. He has, has he or even gotten another job since Dread. That would be fucking so. cool. Pete. It would be cool. I'm full I of great Dread. ideas. Or John McTiernan. You really are today. You're fucking I'm, bringing I'm your A game. I'm fucking on fire. <laughs> I am on fire. John I'm, McTiernan. John McTiernan. Yeah. No, seriously. I think those are solid. And some of them, some of them don't have projects right now. So. I like but that. Um, all right, all right. That's enough uh, okay. rumors and directors. What else do we have this week? Did you see the Death Note trailer? No. I did not. Oh, man. It dropped guys. while I was watching Life, and I just haven't got back around to it. Again, it's like, I thought it looked pretty cool. I'm, I've been reading the Death Note stuff. I was just bummed by all like the whitewashing accusations. You, you literally can't. There's just every other movie gets accused of whitewashing these days. Yeah. Um, 
What else is going on? What's next on your list? Okay, uh, let's do some quick ones. Um, movies that we don't need. Zombieland 2 is apparently still in development. Don't need it. Um, I love Zombieland. I don't want another Zombieland movie. I think it was a great standalone piece with a great cast, great fun, mm. really delivered. I don't think we need it. I think Hollywood should just close the book on that. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Ivan Reitman says there are multiple Ghostbusters movies in development. This don't is need coming em. from uh, this is obviously coming from Ivan Reitman. I don't think we need it, but I genuinely, I know a lot of people didn't like Ghostbusters last year, and it fell far short of what it should have been. But I still think there is life in this franchise, and I would be at least yeah, very interested. I think, I think we do. Hear, we do need them, actually. Yeah. Because I think I think it would be good. I, I want to see. I think there's a lot of things we can do there. We need to wash the taste out of our mouth for, for that you see, Ghostbusters I movie. I didn't hate that as much as everybody else did. I, it was not a great movie, but I didn't I didn't despise it. Um, but I, I do want to see what, what else is in is in that pot. And also Terminator Genesis. Um, the sequel is officially dead, dead, like totally dead, like not happening. Um, but apparently um, we're going to find out soon, um, later this year, about what the future of the franchise in general is going to be. And someone internally was quoted this week as saying that the um, the franchise has a bright future in some form. Um, I mean, for me, Salvation didn't work. Genesis didn't work. Terminator 3 didn't work. We've only had two great Terminator movies. Um, even though I revisited Salvation quite recently, and actually it wasn't as bad as I initially thought it's it was. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's pretty bad, but it's not actually <laughs> as terrible. But it's not as terrible as I remember it being. But I do think, still, I think there's something that can potentially be done with Terminator, but they just keep they just they will keep in dropping 20, the ball. In 2019 with Tim yeah. Miller. Yeah, I mean, you know, once I think the, once the, the rights go back to Cameron, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but hopefully, as we'll find out later this year, exactly what those plans are. More and apparently, the future is sunny. Yeah, it is. It's a bright future. But um, I, Terminator Genesis was just terrible. I I'd, I'd rather have another recently. Ghostbusters movie with Channing Tatum uh, and Chris Pratt than I don't See, I, need another Ghostbusters movie. I'd rather have a good one in both franchises. You know, I just because I think the last ones fell short. I'm usually I'm saying don't go back to a lit firework. You know, that's that's a bad idea. But genuinely, I think there is something still there. But I, they just I, haven't. I, it. Honestly, if I was Sony looking at these R-rated grosses for Deadpool and Wolverine, I would go R-rated Ghostbusters. Yeah, I'd go R-rated Ghostbusters. Enough of this, and I would enough go of this balls to the shit. wall with Terminator. Um, what else? We've got uh, Brie Larson signed on to play yeah, America's I saw this first week. female presidential candidate, Victoria, Victoria Woodall. Woodall. Yeah, um, someone I've never not, heard of her. Neither had I. Yep. Um, clearly, clearly, clearly you're both heathens who don't know your history. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm British, so uh, that's kind of my disability. So you're a heathen in a totally different. I have totally a different, different reason. Yeah. I cheated yeah. my way through history class. <laughs> I. I buy it. I buy it. <laughs> About uh, did you just write it happened get over it yeah um uh, Brie Larson I we had this conversation about two weeks ago um off the back of Kong because um we said that she needs to get something that is meaty you know like what she had in in room that is really good and dramatic and a really full character this could potentially be the one for her right now it's and this like is an she'll idea. Do, she's gonna do this and then go into play and then she's gonna play uh Carol Danvers Captain, uh, Ma- yes. Captain Marvel yeah, that uh, this yes, will be the bridge yeah, I'm assuming so Although, yeah, okay. So, she, yeah, she, I think she was I think uh, she's suffragette. I, I, lo- I thought Kong was a piece of dung. I couldn't yeah. stand I thought it was terrible. I couldn't no, understand the, all the great reviews. I thought it was a piece of, a piece of shit. But I really I, enjoyed it. But I liked her in it. Yeah. I like her in pretty much anything I see her in. I think she's terrific. Have you guys seen Free Fire yet? No, no but I know your feelings right. on it. Yeah, I want, I, I, want, I want to hear what you guys think of that. I just think she, she needs another role that will demonstrate that she can act. Uh, and Free Fire and Kong back-to-back... It uh, doesn't really show what she's capable of. Well, no, so. we've seen what she's capable of. She won an Oscar for it. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. like, okay, proof, you know. Dude, keep doing it. Keep yeah, it up. Yeah, exactly. no, 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 keep doing it. Yeah. 
Uh, did you see the Fargo trailer this week? No. Oh, man. That show looks not so watch good. I have not. I've never got around to watch it. Oh, Simon, my God. The show is so good. Show. Come on. I'm watching Bar Rescue no, no, and no, Kitchen stop, Nightmares. Oh, Fargo is so you're doing good. Fargo. Yeah, I, I, I have, Do I yourself have a the favor. discs at home. I I watch it. It's so good. I can't wait for the new season. Uh, yeah, Noah Hawley's a genius. Weeks. He really is. Yeah. I mean, um, Legion is great. He's. Done, I've seen now three seasons of his shows, yeah. and they are fantastic. I have a bunch of bits and bobs here to get through. Bits uh, and bobs. And, uh, in, the, in the booth, how much time do we have left in this wonderful show? One hour. Just three minutes. Okay. All right. Okay, yeah. yeah. If you could just throw a clock up on the screen, that would be amazing. Because we've got box office to go through as well. Oh, yeah. Then the, why don't you do box office, and we'll end with the bits and bobs. Okay, so uh, three releases this week, really, to, to take note of. Power Rangers, Life, and Chips. Um, Power Rangers and Life both previewed on Thursday. By the way, I did not see any of these movies. Okay. okay. I, I have seen two And I'm them. upset about that. I just want everyone to know watching this. Okay, so, uh, so Power Rangers got 3.6 million. Uh, previews, which is pretty strong. That's uh, comparing that to say Kong. That's three point seven million. Uh, Kong went on to have a sixty-one million weekend. Apparently, predictions for Power Rangers are about thirty million. I think it'll do more than that. I yeah, think I think it'll be closer it. to forty. 35 yeah, I think, 40. I think thirty-five forty is, is a really good one. Uh, only cost a hundred million to make, so that's pretty good. Marketing budget will lift that, of course. Uh, Life, which I saw this week, and absolutely loved. Um, you loved it, I really? really? I really? Justin I really liked it. My it. roommate saw it last night. He came home. He was fucking shocked that you know. Yeah. I'm I was so really surprised. surprised. The trailer did not do this film any service whatsoever. I've been hearing really negative stuff about it. I Jeff really Wells shit it. all over it. Like, I don't know who to believe. I don't know who, but no, who to I, believe. No, go and see yourself and make up your own opinion. I am going to because uh, it's I'm Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I really Maybe we'll go it. after this, Neil. Maybe we'll do blow off work. I'm, yeah. I'm in charge. Hooky? Here's the thing. Hooky? I don't think that the, the main cast that everybody knows is the best thing in this movie. Right, so this is a supporting cast, right? Yeah. So okay. I want to talk I heard about one that of the women was week. really like the cool. Russian woman. We can talk about this next week. Um, Life only took eight hundred thousand last night. Looking at a fifteen million weekend, deserves yeah. to do twenty twenty five. That's not great. It deserves to do more. It's a it's a really decent you know monster in space movie. Okay. So you're saying it was poorly marketed? Uh, I think the trailer has not done it any favors. You liked Calvin? So then yes, it's yeah, poorly I did. marketed. Yeah, mm, I Calvin. think it was poorly marketed. Um, Chips um, eight million. Uh, looking at weekend reviews, are not great on that. Only cost twenty five million to make. We'll see how that does, but I don't think they're going to pick a lot of money up internationally because Chips is kind of 1970s, not really in sort of psyche of, of many other you know markets, right. um, and it doesn't appear the domestic market is that interested in it either. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, they I, kept it cheap. It was like a 20 million dollar yeah, movie. Yeah, it was a 20, 25 million movie on, on, on and it's on Michael that. Pena in the lead. So yeah. what are we complaining about? I will probably go and pay to see that at some point next week. But Me too. Power Rangers. I might do as, a double header. Quick reviews. Power Rangers as a movie, it's great fun. It's dumb as hell. Um, and it lays stuff on with the trowel, but uh, you know, I, I, I had some fun with it. I did enjoy it. I had a couple of drinks beforehand. Enjoyable, you know, really good. Who was your favorite ranger? Um, I don't have a favorite ranger. I'm a grown the, man. The blue one, R.J. Siler. Uh, yeah, yes. The kid from me. Yeah, he's really funny. Um, and I also like the um, uh, Naomi Scott. Uh, she okay. plays like the, the bitch of the school. I think she was. really She cool. was almost leading Tomorrowland. She came very close. She was. <laughs> she's really, really cool. And she's really she nice. Dodged, as she well. dodged a bullet there. Um, I, 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 you know, I would, I would go and see this. It's, it's good fun. Um, interesting. I had a conversation. Obviously, the story came out this week again about them looking at doing a six or seven um, movie franchise with this. Looking at a, you know, two, two, three arcs. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I know they are already having negotiation 
discussions with people, big names, for the villain in the next one. Ooh. Those talks are currently underway. Conversations Ooh, are being thanks. had. So they know where they're taking this, and they're certainly planning on to at least make a second movie. Those conversations are going well, on. Interestingly, we'll that's what today's column is about. Ah, interesting. Yeah, we will see, yeah, we will see uh, but, how the international numbers on that, because that's, that's a global plan. Life, good monster movie. Really enjoyed it. It was a good popcorn movie, and it, yep. it, it was very tense and exciting. Um, I really enjoyed that. But like I say, the strength of that movie is not necessarily the main well-known cast members. It's it's the supporting cast. One guy in particularly blew me away. We'll talk about that next week. Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to do some bits and bobs for a minute and a half cool. before we have to sign off. Bits and bobs. Uh, Jake, Jill and Hall, Daniel yep. Espinosa getting back together Great. for the Anarchist vs. ISIS. Didn't really excite me. Another Middle East drama. I don't need ISIS movies. That's not, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I think a lot of these these villains in the movies are interchangeable. Oh, it's a bold film thing, so you would you would never uh, talk, talk. No, 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 no. Seriously, I think they're all interchangeable. I think whether it's ISIS or whether it's Al Qaeda or whether it's whatever, I just think it's just another war movie. I like the idea of a, a Jake, another Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. war movie after after Jarhead. Yeah, but uh, I like Jarhead. I don't yeah. know. Anarchist versus ISIS. Um, there's going to be a Trayvon Martin movie. Yes, I saw that. Uh, apparently, I'm surprised there are bitter Weinstein's. Yeah, again, I don't know how I feel about this one. It just feels weird. Um, I'm sure it's how, you know, the Boston Marathon movie felt to some people, where it's just, like, too soon. Uh, I was surprised that didn't gel more with audiences. The Boston Marathon movie? No, yeah, You know, I, I think part of the reason is because, and I remember my dad and I talking about this, is we both agreed it was, it would have been riveting if we didn't know what was going to happen. It just kind of was one of those things. We knew it was going to happen in Titanic and still made $2 billion. Um, Issa Rae, who I love and adore on Insecure. Mm-hmm. Love it's this an girl. analogy, but go Joining ahead. Uh, Bill Hader in Empress of Serenity. Evan Rachel Wood making her directorial debut on a road trip movie with uh, Jenny Slate, Alison Pale, Cynthia Erivo. We have exclusive details of that on the tracking board. Uh, Bad Robots, Overlord. Uh, well, it's like a D-Day movie. Yeah. Wyatt Russell and Jovan Adipo from Fences. They mm-hmm. are going to star in that. Mm. Two young up-and-comers. Uh, Scorsese cinematographer Rodrigo Prieto making his directorial debut with Bastard, a revenge thriller. Scorsese, Scorsese, yeah, Scorsese is going to executive produce. Jordan Horowitz, the producer of La La Land, is going to produce. Nice. And the hero uh, of the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate McKinnon and Mila Kunis teaming up for The Spy Who Dumped Me. I love that uh, we're getting yeah. Kate McKinnon as a lead. And finally, uh, last night, tracking board exclusive, Dakota Johnson to star in Queens of the Stone Age for Sony about a G- GQ article about a high-end weed delivery service run by models. That'll do it for Meet the Movie Press this week. Neil, where can the good folks find you? Uh, Tracking-board.com. My column every Monday, Wednesday, Friday will run this afternoon. I am also on Twitter at my name, at Neil Turritz, N-E-I-L-T-U-R-I-T-Z. Simon? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Simon. You can also find me on Facebook, This is Simon Thompson. And I am Jeff Snyder. Make sure to follow us over at the Tracking Board, uh, at the Insnyder on Twitter. And again, guys, thanks for watching the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Exactly. Tell your tell your mom. Moms love me. Yeah. Grandmothers love me. Have a great weekend. You just met the movie press. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.